subatomic gigantic occasion was a sweep in Japan nation when along came a dude with an ultra attitude, a common Morado, the greatest kicker of Japan. And of all man. Last you short now, baby. To not talk big now, baby. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Kaiju Conversation. I'm your host, Elijah, and joining me, as always, my lovely co-host. Hello, I am Rex. And that is the awkwardest and weirdest transition that I've ever had to do for audio that will never, ever, 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 ever come out. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about either. I'm kind of crazy. I have no idea what you're talking about. The editor's going to have to uh, tell me later. Yeah, he's he's gonna have to he's gonna have to slip you the post-it note of what what we're talking about. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's November now. What? Where did October it's, it's, go? Well, three weeks. That's how. That's that's where it went. It went three weeks. Huh. Yeah. Fancy that. Did you have a good Halloween? I don't know. I don't I'll know either. That out. Well, next time, next next recording, we'll figure that out if we have yeah, a good yeah, time yeah. or not. Yeah. How have you been? Uh, pretty good, for the most part. It's been an interesting day. <laughs> it's been an awful day. <laughs> hey, so, hey, at least, at least we had the World of Yamazaki program. That, yeah, so, so, some, I, usually we, we just kind of dive in, but I have had such a rocky <laughs> prep for this thing that I want to complain about it and you are going to hear about it. Oh boy. Okay. So, buckle up. I was preparing. This all started about oh, let's say about 12 hours ago. I uh I watched the the main part of this episode's program. Got through it, had my notes. Great. Watch the next thing for the program. Got it through. Done. Great. Didn't have time to watch the other two things, so I got in, took a shower, got ready, went, got my energy drinks, drove here. Then you and I had a lovely day because you and I enjoyed a nice Yamazaki television special. It was great. Everything was wonderful, and then we were getting ready to finish up by watching the three things we had to watch before this. And then the app didn't want to work. Uh, no audio would go through for us to watch it together. And then when we tried to export it, it only gave us a five-minute export window. And then it just kept breaking. And then all of the recording stuff kept saying that we didn't have cameras or microphones. And 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 it was I was on your about, end. Yeah. I was not going to lie. I was about to grab my disk drive and like walk out and chuck it into the street. Like I was, I was livid. I was about done. There was about to be no more Kaiju conversation. It was no bueno. (laughs) But we're here now. Thankfully. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe we'll die before the recording's over. I wouldn't be surprised. But. So last week we talked about Ryue Kitamura's Versus. Yes, an absolutely wonderful film. <laughs> Which has a lot of spin-off, prequel stuff, background history, yada 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 
whatever. Right. So we talked about a short film called Down to Hell that Kitamura did a few years prior to Versus. And we will be talking about that as Kitamura uploaded it with English subs to YouTube. It's available officially. So we'll be talking about that. But there's also two side stories available on the Blu-ray from Arrow Video. And there's a 20-minute edit of the film called Versus FF. There's also Ultimate Versus, but we'll save that for a main episode. Another day. Main, yeah, another day. But for now... We had we're be... <laughs> we'll save yeah. that one for later. Yeah, we will. We absolutely will. But for this, we will be talking about Nervous, or I'm going to give it the full title, Versus Side Story Nervous. And then it's sequel, Versus Side Story Nervous 2, Versus FF. And finally, we're going to end on the film that started this whole thing, Down to Hell. So, why don't we dive in to Nervous? Okay. <laughs> so... I have, like, a little bit of background on this, and then that's about it. Okay. Um, all, I, all I have is basically Nervous is a prequel to the events of Versus. Mm -hmm. It follows the two cop guys as the cop that loses his right hand interrogate, interrogates somebody. I believe it was right. directed by Yudai Yamaguchi. Yamaguchi? Yeah. I think both were directed by Yamaguchi. Yes. Yes. And and it has Shochi Shoichiro Matsumoto and Yukihito Takado in it. Reprising their tech, thank you. Cover, uh, <laughs> reprising their roles as one-handed cop and super cleaner. <laughs> Top burrito? So Rex White, Top Breeder, that's for the sequel. We'll talk about that. I, I'm, pretty sure they were, I'm pretty sure they said Top Breeder in Versus. No, they Maybe said Super Cleaner. Oh, you meant, oh, in Versus? No, I don't think they said. Maybe I'm crazy. Remember. I think I you're crazy. I saying Super Cleaner in Versus either. Well, they said Super Cleaner and Nervous. Yeah, I think his whole spiel, I think his, his whole, whole stick is having a bunch of ridiculous top titles. Yeah. So why don't you give us the rundown of Nervous? Alrighty, so Nervous is basically like a five or six minute short um, of the one-handed cop prior to losing his one hand interrogating a bartender about some criminal he's looking for. It's not really stated who said criminal is, although I kind of interpret it to be probably be like Takasakuchi's character, is my yeah, guess. I agree. So yeah, the in in this room, there's already some old bodies in it, some bleeding bodies. So they are not dead for now. Never know what could happen later. Um, yeah, basically, he sits the bartender down and asks him. Uh, about his original questioning and how you know, asked him about the uh, the man the he was looking wording. for and all that, huh? and the wording of how yeah he answered yeah the specifically questions. looking to ask the wording of like what what did the bartender refer to this detective as specifically 
the bartender is completely confused by this and the off uh the detective uh talks about how he loved cop shows growing up and and all that sort of spiel basically giving a little bit of backstory about him and then when gives a couple hints to the to the bartender and when the bartender finally realizes what he originally said was did something happen officer the detective just snaps and starts beating him and explains that he just does not go by the title officer and will only accept a detective right and in this it's kind of funny so in this spiel he does say that his right hand is his pride Right. <laughs> and like that, I love that. Like, that's a very clever little like wink at uh-huh. what's to come. I think that's a really <laughs> genius way to go about that. Right. Just as he's threatening him, the the cop, the sniper cop from uh, Versus just appears in the room suddenly. And then our bartender's given the option of die by gun, die by the right hand of pride. Or let his partner deal with him. And the bartender apologizes, but when he s- apologizes, he says, detective. <laughs> Which completely flips his opinion on the bartender and says, you've grown up. And like, just walks out. Which leaves the other officer, detective, policeman. To clean up his To mess. pick up the bodies. <laughs> which we get a beautiful like final joke where the bartender's looking and the detective says don't worry i used to work at a what was it it was a uh sanitation center sanitation or something like that yeah something yes. like that and he says i am a super cleaner <laughs> And then he picks up the bodies and walks out, and our bartender's like, super cleaner? And then he says, that sounds like a made-up job. Or no, no, he doesn't say that. He says, there's no way that guy's a cop. (laughs) That's the line he says at the end, and then it cuts away. Yeah. So, I mean, this it's kind of cool to get a little bit of background on the cops here, or the, the detective. And why it, he's... It's a little bit of fun, but I don't know. It feels so disconnected that I kind of just... Eh, it's not really much point to it, I'd say. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's it's kind of just there. Yeah. Now, we're going to move on to the second short film, Nerve uh, versus Side Story, Nervous 2. Yes. Which serves as an epilogue <laughs> where both Matsumoto's and Takikado are Tanikado. in. Ta- thank you. And they're in a nursing facility? I guess. Remember, previously on Versus, um, Mats, uh, yeah. The the one-handed cop had his face, had a sniper bullet go through his entire face, and the other one blew up, blown up from a sniper rifle bullet. 
Now, the crazy Yakuza guy made it out okay, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah I, I think if I remember right, he kind of just disappears after he mm-hmm. encounters them. Oh, no, he gets knocked out by Tack or something like that. That's right. So then I think now, he disappears. now those three are all in a nursing facility together and they all have amnesia. Yes. So they can't remember anything. <laughs> but and and so they're all friends with each other. Yeah. And it's this kind of like nice little like back and forth between them. Yeah. And they just chit-chat a lot. And then suddenly a new person arrives. And they're like, who is this guy? And they find out that he took a bullet to the head. Mm. And the weird thing is he still remembers things. So he goes over after a little bit and talks to the three and is like, don't you remember me? And then he just starts saying these little keywords like dog and officer. <laughs> and oh, what was the other one? Was um, it Forrest? I don't remember what the other one was. I don't remember what the other one was either. But essentially it's, Officer triggers the one-handed cop. Mm-hmm. Dog triggers the top breeder. Top breeder. And then uh, it was I th- I want to say it was Forrest. Forrest uh triggers the crazy yakuza guy. And they maybe. all suddenly remember, remember maybe. And they all suddenly remember who each other is and what happened. And then we get <laughs> a fight between them also before this there's a funny thing where uh the crazy yakuza guy says talks about the icu and the one-handed cops like lucy lou that's a pretty funny moment oh yeah Uh, also ignoring the absolute elephant in the room of like the cop who was blown up is mostly fine he's just got a cast around his leg and like one of his arms which then disappears once they realize who each other is. His arm cast just goes away. And then the other guy who had a hole in his face, he's just got a massive scar around his face. It's like they glued it back on or something. (laughs) And then our crazy Yakuza guy has a bandage around his nose. Right. (laughs) So the moment they realize who each other is, the crazy Yakuza guy and the one-handed cop are fighting. (laughs) The new guy we find out is the one who the cop shot. Yeah. And he's like getting an ignored this whole time. Cause nobody remembers or knows who he is. <laughs> I didn't even realize who he was at first. And I'm like, who, who the hell is this guy? Who, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> and so they keep fighting and the one handed cop punches the crazy Yakuza guy and his face gets all bloodied again, which is a good, it's a funny callback. Right. The top breeder pulls off his casts and starts fighting, and they're all fighting. And then to kind of pay off the ICU comment from earlier, the two doctors or nurses are watching from afar. There's only after, one after room. ditching an old man in a wheelchair who's now just falling, <laughs> tumbling down. <laughs> but the funniest part of this happens after all of this. Like, we were both chuckling at this, but after this, it's revealed there's only one room in the ICU open, so they all four have to share a room, and then for the next two minutes, we just get this 
like intercut between the heart monitors in their bodies and the heart monitor lines start attacking each other. <laughs> and their bodies and their bodies keep reacting. <laughs> that was pro that got me good. That was that got me a that good. That was laugh. really unexpected and real. I loved how creative that was. That that's like actually a perfect setup and payoff. <laughs> I, I really liked that. I honestly, that's probably my favorite. Yeah, out of no, all of I really enjoyed Nerve. I, I I was not expecting much from either, but no, Nervous Two was actually really fun. I I think what helped is that it actually feels like Versus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you want to elaborate nervous... a little bit on that? I don't know. Nervous just kind of has a different tone and feeling to verses like there's a bit it, it's i guess it's meant to be comedic still with the one-handed cop like being so serious and all that with not wanting to be called officer but um i don't know it just felt a bit the, the it just i don't know the humor felt less pronounced i guess and just mm-hmm. didn't quite feel like verses and i also feel like having the runt there in Nervous Two really helps to, you know, and and the the actual like comedic banter between them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that really helps it actually feel like verses. I agree, and I think part of that too is so Nervous Two had a budget of ten thousand yen, which I mean is like not not a lot at all. But it's still, you know, it had it clearly had more than Nervous One. Nervous One right. doesn't. It looks like it was shot on a camcorder. It's one, uh, one set, three, four, four actors, roughly, maybe five, probably four. It's like four and or five, yeah. It's shrouded in shadow. There's not a lot to it. It's it was probably shot to be honest in the in a closet at Napalm Films. Truth be told, like I feel like that could be a very high likelihood. <laughs> Whereas Nervous Two had a couple of different locations. Um Yudai Yamaguchi directed it as well. And it just had a bigger cast. You had Minoru Matsumoto from Versus, who I want th- who who was also in Kamen Rider Deno. I'm born, Longinus, Godzilla Final Wars, and Alive, and he was additional crew for Down to Hell. You had Shoichiro Matsumoto, who was in Versus. You had Yukihito Tan Tanikaido. Did I say that right <laughs> finally? Tanikaido. Who was in Alive and Versus. Taro Kanazawa, that was in Alive, uh, Longinus, Godzilla Final Wars, and Alien versus Ninja. Yumi Kikuchi, who was in Sky High, Longinus, and Godzilla Final Wars, and Kane Utani, who was in Sky High, Battlefield Baseball, and Longinus. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to point out that I think this is also... Uh, I feel like this is also the first time uh, Daisuke Yano has been a composer for something uh, even related to Ryuhei Kitamura being nervous too what did he do daisuke yano was one of the composers for final wars oh and he and he composed 
he's uh, credited for composing Nervous 2 as well as uh, versus his actual uh, composer, uh, Nobuhiko Morino. Gotcha. Yeah, he also composed Love Death for Kitamura. Final Wars, he composed Battlefield Baseball, which was a film that uh, Kitamura co-produced, or just produced. And then he was also the composer for Alive in Sky High. So, I didn't notice that. Good eye. <laughs> so, I I agree. I liked Nervous 2 way more. I chuckled at it more. I had a little bit more fun with it. I like the camera angles of Nervous 1 more. I think Nervous 1's a little more creative with its angles and its cinematography. But I think Nervous 2, I mean, part of it too is Nervous 2 is like two times the length of Nervous 1. Right. Um, being 15 minutes instead of five minutes. But no, I, I think Nervous 2 is, is a little bit better just for the characters. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, I really enjoyed Nervous 2. That was a genuine good surprise for me. Do you have I, I got nothing else really left to talk about. I we're kind of brushing through these kind of fast, but I mean they're only like twenty minutes they're total. Pretty short, all things considered, so it's not really surprising. Speaking of short This might be the wanna, shortest Kaju conversation episode in like a year or two. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. It all depends on uh on how quickly we get through the the fast forward version of verses and, and down to hell. Right. Boy, I wonder if fast forward versus will be quick. It's almost like it's on well, fast forward. I definitely have some thoughts, so why don't we dive into the plot of it and then we'll talk about our thoughts. Alright. So the plot of fast forward versus is versus, but but without almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I wrote down the the movie and how it flows do you want me to right. kind of go through that real quick or do you yeah sure okay so we start off with the samurai fight from the beginning of the film mm-hmm. which is never addressed again in the right. film so it almost feels pointless mm-hmm. after this it's cut straight to the yakuza entrance so we have no it's just boom right to the yakuza Yep, no context of uh, Tak or uh, the other guy escaping prison right, or any there's, of that. There's no establishing plot. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the f- establishment of the kidnapping. Right. Where we get the line of Tak Sakaguchi saying, I'm a feminist. I'm a feminist. <laughs> I'm glad From they here, kept that in. Important yeah, line in the movie. It's... So the way I kind of interpreted this is these are what makes Versus special. Yeah, I f- this is kind of like a best of Versus compilation, really. Yeah. So after this, it jumps to the beginning of the fight after Takasakaguchi and the girl escape from the Yakuza and the Yakuza... Uh, with glasses chases after them. We get the beginning of their fight, but that's all we get. Right. Yeah. And and it's so jarring too. like, like you get the scene where, um, talk, um, just like, as soon as talk gets the runt gun and makes him shoot the, the, uh, first Yakuza man that he kills in the movie, we just completely skip to that scene of talk 
in the forest with the girl. And as you said, like meeting the other guy, he's just got all new clothes and everything. <laughs> right. It's like, what are we doing here? But honestly, the thing that made me more upset is following this. We cut to Takasakaguchi fighting off a character. It's supposed to be a zombie, but it's just it's a, a character. Yeah, and they and that's something as well that I was going to bring up. They the zombies are a they're just not really established at all. No, they're not. The zombies are completely cut. The only thing zombie related they are there, like at the beginning, um, but like like the the samurai kills some zombies, and like the characters who turn into zombies later are there. But like none of them, none of that is actually established that they're zombies. They just have a bunch of scars on their face, right? And it's like, why? Like, I I love the zombies. Why are we right. like cutting that? Like, I feel like that's one of Versus's biggest like welcoming factors is the zombies. So why would you cut right. that? Right. No, they compose a lot of what makes Versus fun as well. But following this, we get the very end of Takasakaguchi fighting the Yakuza leader as right. the girl is taken away. But Which is like, you just see one shot of her with uh, the runt guy. The runt guy. And like, then we just like immediately cut to the introduction of the cop plot for some reason that is included here which even in the actual movie that's pointless so introducing them funny in the movie and kind of works here it doesn't it's introduced they cut back to it once more and they don't even keep the conclusion to it right (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, why, why include them? Like, why, why I don't give them the time when, you know, this is a 20 minute cut of verses. You are jumping through everything. This is already incoherent enough, you know? Right. And what's even like following this, we cut to the assassins, which we don't like. There's no reason for them to be in this besides they suddenly appear later on in the film. Right. So and like, then immediately just, after they show up, you know, the man shows up, and then and then after he shows up, we immediate, it immediately cuts to him, uh, licking the female assassin. Right, and there's like no, like there's nothing, like it's so it's jumping around way too much. There is like in the description it says that this is a twenty minute cut of verses that somehow still flows very well and i don't see that uh, i don't know about that one chief <laughs> i i don't see where fast forward versus flows if you cut flow some is, of the parts flow is not this uh thing's middle name i'll tell you that much no if if you're wanting to so i i'll actually i'll tell you what i would cut from this cut at cut, the plot, end. cut that obviously that is the most obvious thing to cut i feel like well, what's funny is this: after they he uh, the man licks the female uh, assassin, we jump back to we the cut to that to the cops like in the large seconds. gun, 
And then we're back to the redhead assassin fighting Takasakaguchi, who's now a zombie, but that's never established. Right. Um, there is, they keep the line of the man saying, do you want to die or do you want to live? Um, but like that could be taken into a different context now because they right. cut it. I mean, there's no context for it. And, you know, they fight for like two seconds and then, and then it we cuts... cut to the man <laughs> with the redhead zombie and the man killing him. Right. Which I get like it's like talk statement of I'm a feminist and in the introduction of the cops in this where he punches him through the head where it's like maybe this was meant to just be a best of real. Right. Yeah. No, this and the this and talks feminist line definitely feel like it's meant to be a best of real. Absolutely. And I just, God. So what's funny is as soon as this is done, they cut to the beginning of the final fight where, well, the first, they just have a shot of the female, uh, the other female assassin, like knocking out Tark. They show her doing like her pose. And then we cut to the start of the final fight. Right. And it's like, who is she? Why did she do that? We're well, not why established. Why did you show that? <laughs> what was the point of showing that? <laughs> then we cut to the establishment of the fight where all the characters are there. We see Tuck kill the Yakuza on the motorcycle. He shoots him and then everybody else just disappears. They, they, they all crawl down. We get them all established. And then we just cut to Tark going to fight the man. Right. And it's not even the full fight. It's like no. a minute of that fight. Right. And then what's even worse is as, as we're about to see the finale, the final blow, it cuts to the future fight. Yeah, the the final shot of the movie. And it's like, What? Like, it could have been cool if they, like, edited in a way where, like, that fight faded or transitioned into the fight with the, like, sure. title of, like, 99 years later kind of saying that this fight never really ended. That could work, but... But you would have had no. to actually go in and edit it instead of right. just cutting it. And what sucks is, so the fight, the future fight lasts for, like, five seconds. Because it's literally just the last shot of the movie. And then it cuts to the credits, which the credits are a fifth of this movie. <laughs> literally. I swear to God, they have to be at least four minutes long. <laughs> which is a fifth. A fifth of this movie are the credits. <laughs> just speed it up. Do something. I don't get it. Like, here's the thing. Cut the two cop scenes. Cut the female assassin knocking Tak out. Right. Cut the samurai opening shot. I was about to say, Literally. cut that out. If we're not going to actually do anything with the zombies, if we're going to cut old air screen time out, why keep that in? Yeah, cut, cut the first fight. Literally just have it the Yakuza show up, the kidnapping is established, talking the girl get away the man appears the man kills i mean the man could like showcase killing all of them 
and then bringing them back, then have the final fight, them all die, and then talk killing the man. Right. Fast, speed up the credits by half, like make it so it's half the length. Boom. You have a very condensed version of Versus that gets just the basic concept of the movie and is not this disaster of a 20-minute edit. <laughs> this is like the, the statement, oh, you can just edit the Godzilla movies to just the kaiju action. It'll be fine. No, it won't. No, it won't. You see, this even is if a that prime had example. An argument, this, this thing, it cuts down all the fights to nothing. It gets rid of like half the best moments of the fights. I don't really understand the existence of this version. That's what I was about to ask. Why does this exist? See, and I, I don't know. Like, there's no info on the Arrow set about this film, this version. Right. Yeah, I and couldn't I don't find know. anything on it either. I, I don't understand this. And see, that's the thing is, like, why? Like, it almost feels like this was just something that was locked away that they found and were like, let's just put this out. Like, we did this and it was p pointless, but... Like, the only thing I can think of is, like, some sort of, like, showreel or something like that. That's, like, the only purpose I can think of. <laughs> right. Like, there's not even, like, if you go to IMDb and you look at alternative versions, there's not even, like, any, like, clarification of there's a 20-minute version of the film. So, like, I just, I don't know. I don't understand, like... This this movie, this clip show has no reason to exist. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, no this this is awful. If you want to watch a condensed version of Versus, this is not what you watch. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no. Just for God's sake, just go watch Versus. It's way more fun. Honestly, it's two hours long, but it's the most it's the most adrenaline filled, some of the most adrenaline filled two hours of your life. Honestly, I want to say I tried to watch. So I've watched, I think I've watched Nervous before, but like this was my first time actually sitting and watching Nervous and Nervous 2 and Versus FF. If it wasn't for the fact that you and I were watching it, I probably would have given up watching it. <laughs> like I just, I, I could not stand it. It is awful. Right. Again, why does it exist? It's pointless. <laughs> but speaking of existing, none of this would exist without a short film from 1997. Yes. Now, I seemingly have forgotten what the title of that movie oh, is. Oh, for God's sake, you said it earlier, man. Did I? Yeah. Yeah, it was a little little short film by the title of Down to Hell. That's right. Yes. So we briefly talked about it in our Versus episode. And I should say this now. If you haven't listened to that, you should probably listen to that before you listen to us talk about the two side stories that happened before and after right. the you edited no version. Idea. Unless you've seen Versus, you might have no idea. You probably have no idea what the hell we're even talking about if you haven't listened, at least 
listened or watched the movie, you know? Right. So you probably need some context. And some of what we said in that will help establish Down to Hell. But we're just going to dive right in. I do have a little bit of production notes. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't have a lot. I just have uh, it was shot in 10 days mm. on a six man casting crew with about three thousand dollars. But it did very well. Um, critically, it actually won first prize at the Indies Movie Film Festival, which is where Kitamura got the money to start funding Versus, which Versus was supposed to be a sequel to Down to Hell. Right, even being called Down to Hell 2 early on. Right. I don't have any other production notes. Did you find anything else? Not really, no. Okay. So let's go ahead. It's 47 minutes. Let's go ahead and dive into it, and uh, right. I'll let you take the lead. <sighs> so Down to Hell opens um, with a... Just, Man getting stabbed by some, just a, some young young people. I I kind of interpreted it as maybe they're yakuza, but not. I kind of really interpreted it that way, but it doesn't really matter if they are or not. I mean, really, it's probably more just young delinquents rather than straight up yakuza, since none of them actually really dressed like their, yakuza. Their credits are thugs, so ah, thugs. Yeah, so basically just delinquents, thugs, same deal. <laughs> now, I will say, from the get-go, the film is very clearly Kitamura with how the shots are done. Oh, yeah. And angled and edits. Like, it, it's very clearly Kitamura. Like, oh, yeah. Watching Versus and Down to Hell, you basically get the idea of how Kitamura's style works. Right. You've got the camera work, you've got, like... With that, the zoom-ins, you've got the editing, the, the violence, and the, and, the, and the music, given this has Nobuhiko Morino as the composer, who composed verses and also was one of the composers for Final Wars. After the credits to this, we cut to, you know, uh, in the city, a, a salary man is just walking down uh, the street as a car seemingly follows him. Eh. He gets suspicious of it, but the car seems to to leave before coming around the corner to chase him. Mm -hmm. The car hits him. The four thugs come out and and take him. They put him in the trunk and take him into the forest. Which it's worthy to note up until this point, there has not been one line of dialogue. And this is about five minutes in, which is actually like almost a, is that almost a sixth of the film, I think? Or no, 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 no. So, so after this. It's one tenth of the film. <laughs> one tenth. After this, it cuts to them opening the trunk, right? And up. Yeah. So at the five minutes and 54 second mark, almost six minutes in the first line of dialogue is said. So that's that's actually pretty like significant for a film like this. Like if you can like take that into consideration for like a two hour movie, what would a tenth of that be? Like that would be pretty pretty big. That would be so that'd be ten minutes. That'd be 
10 that would be all, about 11 minutes into the film. yeah 12 to 15 minutes ish so um, like taking that into consideration that's actually pretty yeah. i i appreciate i can i respect films that can go a long time without saying a single line of dialogue i think that's a really genius idea especially if it doesn't linger which i don't think down to hell really lingers um I mean, Without I don't think Kinemura knows how to really linger. I don't think that's really in his style. <laughs> I disagree uh, with that, and I will tell you why as we continue through this plot. Okay. Uh, one thing I also want to bring up, another sign of Kitamura's style you can see. As the thugs get out and you know, we cut between the thugs from a, at a low angle to a high angle looking down upon you know, this... A random man they've kidnapped. I, I should bring up how every character in this movie looks distinct. Mm-hmm. Very similar to Versus and Final Wars in that sense. Because it seems with Kitamura's movies, every almost every character has a very distinct look. Like you can always tell who's who in his stuff, which is something I really appreciate personally. Right. Because I like actually knowing who I'm following. Now, I will say there are two characters that wear white hoodies that get a little right. confusing. Right. I did get a little confused at one point near the end, but that, honestly, I think that was more my fault for not paying close enough attention to the clothing. See, in, that might be my problem as well, because I I, I admittedly kind of lost attention towards the end. <laughs> but, no, and... What's really cool is you see Ryue Kitamura was an actor in this film, and you yeah. see it in this in this scene. But <laughs> yeah, during this he's scene, one of the thugs. <laughs> yes, uh, we see we're we're established what the plot of this movie is supposed to be, which is the thugs abduct people, bring them out to a forest that's like far enough away where they can't get help. They throw people out, and they say, "You have ten minutes to run away from us." And after 10 minutes, we will come hunting for you. And if we find you, we will kill you. But if we don't find you, you will live. Kind of like the most dangerous game or like I for me, I immediately went to Predators because that's kind of what Predators right. does. Oh, there's mo- there's moments in this where it just reminded me a lot of the original Predator. Like there's a moment later where one of the characters is getting chased and they jump down a cliff. And I just... The way it's shot reminded me so much of the scene where Arnold uh, jumps down into the waterfall. Like, after, like, pretty much almost everyone else has been killed. Right, right. So, our main character, like, tries to get out of it. He clearly can't, so he runs off. Is he our main mm-hmm. character? I don't know if we have a main character in this he, movie. He's, he's kind of... He's... I guess, yeah, there's, Who's the this is an ensemble. Who's the antagonist, really, in this film? <laughs> this is an ensemble. This is. I don't think there's actually a main character. I think this would Not be really, considered no. an ensemble. No distinct one, at least. So he runs off. This is when the soundtrack for me really was very like noticeable, and I I do love this soundtrack. I I, I think this is a very fun soundtrack. And then for the next what ten minutes, it's kind of like a he's trying to run away as one of the people finds him and they're kind of fighting and trying to not die. Right, yeah. Maybe a little less than 10, maybe like 7 or 8. 
Oh, something roughly around that amount of time. I know it's it ends before the twenty five minute mark, roughly. Yes, because so what happens is the thug ends up killing our salary man, and he mm-hmm. goes back to get the rest of his group to come and get the body. Oh no, they're going to bury the body. They he goes back so they can get the stuff and bury the body. Right. Now, when they get back, the body's not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and before, and you know, before the body had disappeared, we got some Evil Dead esque shots of you know the camera just rushing towards the body and all that as well. Yeah, there is there's a little bit of Evil Dead influence in here. Um, right, I feel it's more obvious here than it is in in verses, actually. Even though I agree talk about it in verses i agree and i think part of that too is the whole low budget aspect like down to hell was a lot lower budget than verses and i think this was i i would i would venture to say down to hell was versus was kitamura being a little more like oh i can do this too whereas versus was like this is me Mm -hmm. that's kind of how i view it at least like uh, his other short film and Down to Hell were kind of like the I can I can do this and then Versus was like his whole like this is what you this is the Rewe Kitamura experience <laughs> right after after they realize the body is not there they decide to go back to their car and leave um, to come back the next day but before that they split up the long hair guy gets to the car first. And once the others get there, they try to get him to, you know, start driving. But he has a knife in his mouth. <laughs> right, which is which freaks them all out. And they're like, they, they don't know what to do. Yeah. And they, but, Kitamura's, they... but Kitamura decides they, they should just chase after the salaryman. And so he runs off, the other two kind of debate, and then they eventually go off to help Kitamura. Now, right. Kitamura's left alone. before they can alone. get to him, <laughs> the, the salary man shows up, has a little fight, and ends up punching through to Kitamura's guts and ripping out his intestines before dragging his corpse with the intestines. Somehow they don't break, and he hangs the body with the intestines. <laughs> now, it's this is where we need to establish that the salary man has turned into a zombie. It's not a very yeah. gore. It's it's a very low low budget version of a zombie. It's right. also kind of a unique take because like the zombie has strength. He's not hungry for flesh. He's... I mean, honestly, it's it, it's kind of more like a deadite from Evil Dead. Just without all the talking and like mockery, right? So, I I loved the gut punch. I thought that was actually really impressive right. for like how low budget this film was, right? Um, and I thought that added a little bit of like, oh, okay, so this thing is like could could like kill us. Like this thing yes. is like actually dead. Killed him. <laughs> um. Which, following this, we get kind of the final fight. So this is past the 30-minute mark. We're about at, like, 32 minutes of the 47-minute runtime. Mm-hmm. 
and we get basically the final fight, which is the two versus the one. Right. Now, admittedly, this is where I started to lose focus because this fight lasts. Actually, yeah, I will. Ag- I, I'll, I'll actually agree with you there. This, it's a bit too long. I think part of the issue is, you know, just one of them gets like knocked out pretty early on into the fight. And then he kind of disappears up until like near the end. And and mm-hmm. it doesn't help that I didn't realize he was meant to still be. I was kind of like, is he dead or is he alive? Right, because he rolls off the side of the the hill. Right, and then because the short is in is mostly in black and white, I didn't really realize that it was meant to be him um, when he showed back up later originally. So I kind of had to go back and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Right. Yeah, no, I kind of had that problem. Um the only reason I could determine that there was two was because of the one of the final shots. Um I didn't realize at first and and then I kind of realized I'm like, "Oh wait, this guy has different hair and he, one's wearing a hoodie, one's in like a singlet." Yeah. So <laughs> the so one of our two thugs gets knocked out like you said. The other one like is running away and fighting. Right. And he ends up... Okay, this is where I admittedly am like, I don't know what is going on. (laughs) So why don't you kind of take the lead here? So, yeah, okay. Um, The salaryman zombie deadite thing. Yeah, the two have a fight. Salaryman tries waterboarding him, essentially. But... The thug ends up getting a log from the a log of wood from the water, hitting him over the head. Um, then you know he shows right back up, and okay, eventually he, when they're back on to land, the the thug at this point um, just yeah, I don't know what the exact move is called, but he essentially lifts him up spins around and throws him throws the the salary man down on impaling him on a stick right game over mm-hmm. and then this is where the other guy finally reappears um and it it is established that like it's him coming back i i'm we're just both stupid for not realizing well, at this point, I was so bored because the fight... So the thing about the, this fight is... The fight does last a bit too long. It la- It's like a seven or eight minute fight. It's not... It doesn't have the bombastic score that Versus would have. It right. doesn't and have the, the colors. It just isn't as good as well. Right. It's not as... It, it's just not as effective. And I mean, for a fight in a... In like a no... Like a low budget short film, it's That's not bad. Expected. Yeah. Like all things considered, it's not it's not that bad. It's actually pretty good for what it is, but it it, it still lingers on for, for right. Me. So I'll agree with you there. Actually, I, I'll agree with you. But he comes back and he sees the corpse impaled, but it looks like himself. That's why I got confused. <laughs> so he goes down. He's investigating. He's confused. Then the corpse reaches up, grabs him, and starts pulling him in. 
Yeah. And if he goes too far in, he's going to get stabbed and he's going to die. Which happens. Which happens. And then we cut to, to like, another angle of this, and the Deadite is not there. And I was wondering if that was, like, a mistake? Or, like... I mean, the Deadite is constantly teleporting throughout the the short, to be fair. So, is it... Is it a zombie? Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm calling it a Deadite because that's basically the closest thing I can think of to what it is. Right, because it has <laughs> it has superhuman strength, it has intelligence, it has the power of teleportation. Right. It has the I mean, power it's to mimic just a slash of villain. Yeah. It's it's a little different than the zombies you would see in verses. Right. But yeah, the the last remaining thug, the one who had who had seemingly killed the deadite, gets back to the car. Yeah. Throws down the the body that was already in there. Gets in, but then he looks to his side and realizes that Kitamura's body is there. And Kitamura's body looks at him. He looks back at the body he threw out of the car, and that cu- and that body turns to look at him. Behind him, the guy who had just gotten impaled is in the back seat. And who's in the Which final I... remaining seat? The salary man. Which I love. Like, that was a cool twist. I think that's a really yeah, cool that's twist. that's a cool ending. And then instead of, like, showing any death or anything, it just cuts yeah, to the title credits. card. Apparently, Tak Sakaguchi and Kenji Matsuda were PAs for this. <laughs> yeah. So... For your casting crew, you had Ryue Kitamura as actor, writer, director, producer, and editor. He, of course, you know, wrote and directed Versus, wrote and directed Alive, directed Sky High and Longinus, wrote and directed Godzilla Final Wars, did the story for Samurai Zombie, directed and wrote Lupin III, and produced Battlefield Baseball. For your actors, you had Koji Goto, Yoshihiro Okamoto, who also was actor, effects director, and assistant director. Keishiro Susumu, who was an actor and assistant director and produced Versus. Masami Miyota. Nobuhiko Morino, who was also an actor in Versus, Alive, Sky High, Yakuza Weapon, Dead Ball, Samurai Zombie, Roku Roku, and Godzilla Final Wars. They uh, were the composer for those films. And then they also produced Down to Hell and did effects for it. You had Yudai Yamaguchi as your camera operator and co-editor who did uh, a, they, a, a fair few things. Yeah, they they wrote Alive, Battlefield Baseball, Meatball Machine, Ten Nights of Dreams, The Tenth Night Sequence, Yakuza Weapon, and Dead Ball. They were director on Yakuza Weapon with uh, Takasakaguchi and Dead Ball, Final Dead Ball, ABCs of Death, Jays for Jedi Geki, Roku Roku, The Promise of the Witch. So they do a lot. And then you had for your production assistants, you had Tak Sakaguchi, Minoru Matsumoto, Kenji Matsuda, Takahiro Katayama, 
and Kazuhito Onba, which all were people from Versus. So that was pretty exciting. I think they had a total of like 30 people work on the film. Uh, if you add everybody up. Right. So not a bad little crew. No, not at all. But I mean, it's it's a fun film. It's a little yeah. slow. Yeah. But it's it's a decent little short film, I'd say. I agree. And for Kitamer's first, it's very obvious. Like, his his style is very clear in the angles yeah. and the editing and the action. And it very much does kind of feel like a proto-versus. Like right. The comedy it... isn't there. The, the zombie is kind of there, kind of not. Yeah. But I also think it's different enough from Versus that it stands on its own. Right. Oh, yeah, no. 100%. Which is nice. I, I love it when a, like, like uh, Dark Star. Dark Star is different enough from Alien that it kind of stands on its own and it doesn't need that Alien connection for it to be. Right. There's a know. different tone. And I think you see that with this down to hell as well. I think it's very obvious that, I mean, it makes sense why versus initially was supposed to be a sequel. And then right. it became so different I mean, it, that it they all, were like, kind of the forest even kind of looks like one of the forests from versus like early on. I mean, they did film in similar, in some of the same spots. I had a funny feeling. I wasn't entirely sure. I mentioned that in the versus episode. I don't remember if you said that. I haven't edited that one yet. Oh. Well, I said that. Well, that's great. Now you I know. Listen, you should listen to our Versus episode so you know what we're talking I will. about. I don't have a choice. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I, I, I liked it overall. I think Down to Hell is a fun and entertaining short film. Um. I wish it was in. I wish out of so everything we've covered was a bonus feature on the versus Blu-ray, except for Down to Hell. Um, it was included on a German DVD release, but it was not included on the Arrow Video Blu-ray release for some reason. <laughs> Which is weird because I feel like out of the four things that we've talked about, that is worth including the most. Mm. Right. Granted, still keep Nervous 2, at least. <laughs> right, no, I, I feel like Nervous, Nervous 2, and Down to Hell all have a very special spot in the cult of verses. I think all have their merits. <laughs> um, More so than versus FF version. Well, like, yeah, but that's, that's not a high bar. This is true. So, you know, I, I like it. I enjoy it. Out of curiosity, do you want to rank down to hell with our zombie movies? Um, is it really a zombie movie, though? Uh, I mean, I guess he does come back to life. He does. It's it's zombie enough. It's zombie esque. <laughs> is that we'll a justification? <laughs> well, we'll we'll include it. I I'll include it. Okay, okay. 
So do you want the do you want to do a ranking with Down to Hell? Well, I guess so. So let's go ahead and I want to say we're going to agree on I feel like we're going to agree on number 5. I agree. So number 5 we'll say in 3, 2, 1 Stacy attacked the, the schoolgirl school zombies. zombies. Again, awful movie, very creepy. Suffering, suffering boring, pedo bait. Pretty much. Yeah. Now, I think is. This, is, this is where I think our list might diverge. So tell me what your mm. number four is going to be. Um, see, I'm not entirely sure. I guess... I guess number four would be... Be, I don't know. I might put down to hell there. I guess. Really? I I guess I don't know. I'm not really sure to be honest. Like I guess I don't know. I I feel like it's kind of unfair because down to hell is literally like like half the length of in, all of these. A no budget like short film, so I don't think it's really fair for it. In all fairness, though, One Cut of the Dead had a budget of twenty five thousand dollars. Sure, which I mean, it's still um, like significantly more than than Down to Hell, but that was that had a lower budget than uh, Stacy Junk and Versus. Right, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't like actively say that Junk is. Uh, Spoilers for my next film. <laughs> I wouldn't really actively say that it's actually worse than Junk, you know? I think I slightly enjoyed Junk more, but even then, it's, like, barely, really. I Like, I, hmm. I like both pretty much equally. I kind of see... I don't know. I'm kind, I'm kind of just thinking on the spot on the ranking. I'm not... As you can probably tell, I'm not really certain on it, frankly. See, it's funny you say that. Because I would put my number four as down to hell. And I would, like, confidently say that. Mm-hmm. And my reasoning is the fight in the middle of the movie drags on way too long. I'll agree for with junk, that. For I think junk, junk has a little bit better pacing overall. Right, it junk is like just copycat after copycat, but it's not it doesn't drag per se. Like I can be invested enough in it so that I can be like, okay, okay, okay. There's enough action, there's enough interest. I move like I can move through that. For down right. to there's hell, enough going on. It's just there's not the middle part of like the opening is great. The rising action is good. The climax is boring. The, the lowering action is okay. And the resolution's good. It's that climax in like lowering action part of the plot that doesn't work for me. Right. It's too slow. And anticlimactic right for it to be i feel like it would work 
I it would I would probably like it more if you cut about like a like five minutes, three to five minutes from like yeah. that climax fight. I agree. If and, you cut and, like, it down, the chase bit. cut down the chase if, bit as well. If you cut it down to about forty three. 42 minutes i think this would be perfect right i think it would be a perfect length for this type of narrative or if you could just add more to the story like add some lore that would work but with what we're given just cut five to you know six minutes out and i think you've got a decent story right so there's my like i would put down to hell and then junk and then we both know what we're going to say is our number two and our number one right <laughs> so if you want to hear us talk about those a little bit more go watch those um, episodes and definitely go so like if you haven't listened to our versus episode you really need to because we we talk about our ranking, we talk I'm about. Be honest, if you if you're watching this and haven't seen the versus episode, what are you doing? Don't watch yeah. that. And at this Don't point, like you need to just go. Like there's there's so much more to cover. What are you we doing? We covered <laughs> down to hell a little bit more. We cover versus way more, and we talk about our ranking. And then, if you want to he- hear a deeper explanation for our ranking, go listen to all of those episodes as well. Mm-hmm. My number two, I have verses. For me, one cut of the dead. And then for my number one, I have one cut of the dead. Verses for me. So, interesting. Our rankings didn't really change at all. No. <laughs> um, and we agreed. Right. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, this... Because usually... Usually the way it works is we'll agree on what the worst is and then everything else kind of like is different, right? Uh, to an to an extent. I I feel like most of our rankings are similar. There's usually just one or two significant like divert uh differences, I'd say. But like this month, it just feels like we we agree. I mean even versus in one cut of the dead, the reason that I put one cut of the dead hires I like the explanation of filmmaking. I mean, yeah, I feel like with with those two, the our placements for both of those kind of is because of both your and I's personalities as well, right? You're I, and like, this I isn't like a Those those reflect our personalities, <laughs> right? And and that this isn't a jab, but I feel like for you, it's a little more sub style over substance, right? Like I, I'm, I'm, I like a mix of style and substance, but I, I can enjoy su- uh, style without substance. <laughs> from and time for to time. me, for me, I need that substance to be engaged enough. Which versus has enough for me to be engaged, but the style brings it home. I love that, and Kitamura clearly, with a budget, could perfect his style because Down to Hell has his style. It's there, but due to the budget, he couldn't make it what he wanted. Right. But that that makes the story of Versus all the more interesting and all the right. more amazing. Because within three no, he years... He really comes into his own in Versus, honestly. 
He does, and it's great, and it continues to develop. You see it in Alive, and I mean, I've only seen Alive and then Final Wars. I own Azumi, yeah, I own Aragami. I want to buy Sky High. I'd love to watch Longinus, but I firmly believe as those movies, like as you keep watching them, you see that style continue to solidify itself as Ryuei Kitamura to the grand finale of his establishment with Final Wars. Right. And Final Wars is undoubtedly a Kitamura movie. A Kitamura film. (laughs) Like, that's one where I would say it should be labeled like how you have Akira Kurosawa's, you know, Rashomon, Seven Samurai, whatever. Riwei Kitamura's Godzilla Final Wars. I feel like that's how that should be marketed. Mm. Like there, there was a clear, uh, there was an essay in Versus talking about how Tartan Films, when they were releasing the the J horror boom and the 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 very like extreme Asian extreme stuff under that label, they mm. were labeling it as like Takashi Shimizu's Merbito. And like Takashi Miike's, uh, I, I'm trying to, audition? I don't know. Audition, I think it was Takashi Miike's audition. You had like Takashi Miike's One Miss Call, and you had, you know, you, you had these, these establishment of the, the art, art, the artist Honest. over the art, right? And they did that. And even on the, the Arrow video release, or, on Arrow Video stuff, like you have Hideo Nakata's Dark Ring. Water. Oh, Dark they, Water. They yeah. don't they don't market Ring as Hideo Nakata, but they do for Dark Water. But for Versus, they put a Riway Kitamura film versus. They establish that artist because Versus is a very clear Kitamura film. And I feel like you could do that with Final Wars as well, and it would it would make so much more sense. Mm-hmm. It would make all the difference because that is what the film is. It is a Ryue Kitamura film. Undoubtedly. <laughs> so with that being said, do you have any last thoughts? Honestly, I feel like that's the best way to summarize uh, verses in Down to Hell. Mm. No, I think you summed it so, up basically perfectly. <laughs> I I think I've I think I rest my case. Mm-hmm. I think this is actually kind of a nice uh, a nice little easy episode following the uh, rather long following episodes. <laughs> yeah, this is you know this is like a this is a bonus. <laughs> this is a true bonus. Yeah. It's shorter. Thank save it saves my life. It's shorter. Now, before we we wrap it up here, we do need to do the most noblest of podcasting traditions. Of course. So Rex, why don't you start us off? Oh, well, dear listeners, you can find me on YouTube at Rexino, on Twitter at Rex underscore Xenomorph. On Instagram, Rex underscore Zeno. And if you want to check out some of my writing, go take a look at the Tokusatsu Network. And as for me, hello, I'm Elijah. 
You can find me on YouTube at ET13Productions, where my most recent short film, SOS Seek Shelter, is available for viewing, and my other short films will be available very soon. Outside of that, you can follow me on Twitter at ET13 underscore productions, where I talk about news and updates and all that good stuff. Along with that, you can find me on Instagram at ET13 productions, where I showcase my action figure photography. Outside of that, you can find me on the Monsters with Attitude YouTube channel, where I appear maybe once a month on our monthly live streams talking about a kaiju topic. Outside of that, I also do some videos and some edits. I did the intro for their channel, so definitely check that out. You can also join the Monsters with Attitude Facebook group. It's a great community. We got a lot of fun people, a lot of cool posts in there, and I'm a moderator, so definitely check that out. I also am a writer for Kaiju United. I most recently published an article on Godzilla Minus One and Takashi Yamazaki. So if you want to check out more about Minus One and Yamazaki-san, Definitely check that out. I also contributed to the book Giant Bug Cinema, A Monster Kid's Guide, which you can find on Amazon or any major retail store for books, where I talk about Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. And I think that's all I do. (laughs) Definitely keep an eye out. I will be doing more work, um, and I will be talking more about the stuff that I'm working on as I'm able to. But with that, I think we're going to wrap things up here. So we're going to do our typical sign-off. Now, before I say this, I do want to say for anybody who's been listening and has provided feedback, we do have a few people. We we pre-recorded all of the episodes prior to this. I do see it, but we're going to put it on a main episode because you guys deserve being on a main episode. Not so much the bonus. We talk about it on our main. So the next main episode, which will be coming soon, definitely uh, keep an eye out for that. That will have all of that stuff. So without further ado, the sign off. Don't forget to write us on iTunes that boosts our ratings and helps us get recommended to more people just like you. If you don't have an Apple device, which I don't blame you, I don't. I do. That's I I I use a MacBook to do this podcast. (sighs) But you can rate us on Spotify. If you want to stay up to date with all things Kaiju Conversation related, you can follow us on Twitter at K-A-I-J-U underscore C-O-N-V-E-R-S. If you don't have Twitter, you can follow us on Instagram or like us on Facebook at the same handle. If you're like me before podcasting and you don't have any social media, lucky you. You can email us at kaijuconversation at gmail.com, all lowercase, all one word. You know the drill. And we'll read your reviews on air for everyone to hear. Again, on main episodes, we will do that. So stay tuned for our feedback. We will be reading it. We also have a Teespring store. Eventually, we'll have original artwork on there. But until then, you can sport our awesome logo on a t-shirt or maybe even like a coffee mug. If you'd like to chat with us, check out our Discord server full of others that have similar interests to you. It's a great community full of great people. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell so you can be notified anytime we upload a video. We sometimes post exclusives to the channel like bloopers for episodes or minisodes talking about news or other subjects. We also have an interview with Mechagodzilla designer Jared Kurchevsky on the channel, and I definitely butchered his name. I'm so sorry. I apologize. A huge thanks to Rex for editing all of these episodes and all the other content we upload. His links can be found in the description below. 
Along with Rex, we'd like to give a huge thanks and shout out to Danny DeMana of the Godzilla Novelization Project for his amazing vocals on our theme song. You can support him by following him on Twitter at Danzilla93 underscore GNP or visit his website, GodzillaNovelizationProject.com. And a huge thanks to Grattan Conwell from the podcast Giant Monster BS for composing the music. For our theme song, you can support him by following the podcast on Twitter at GiantMonsterBS or on any podcast platform under the name GiantMonsterBS. And with that, we're going to wrap things up here. So thank you guys so much for listening. It's been fun talking about zombie movies in the horror month. We are now into November. Get ready for some Godzilla, some exciting stuff. Minus one is almost here. We will be celebrating and hyping that up. So Stay tuned. Looking pretty Thank good. You guys. It's looking great. So stay tuned. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, please remember, life's too short to not talk big. Bye, guys. Bye. We are set. We are in debt. There's nothing to sweat. Life's too short now, baby. Now, baby, we love those kaiju, baby, and you will too now.